That's our desire, amen. For the Spirit of God to fill us. Amen. Let's understand we got a baby dedication, so going to come at this time. We'll dedicate the baby to the Lord. Let's just sing this as they come. Bring them in. Oh, bring them in. here this evening. What's your name? Kimberly. Kimberly, Jamie. And Kimberly is Brother David James's son and daughter-in-law and their little daughter Abigail. How you doing, Abigail? Amen. She's um, here to be dedicated to the Lord. And, and uh, you know, I did happen to look up the name Abigail, and it means my father's joy. And uh, we know the joy that children bring to homes. And um, the laughter they bring. But uh, the most important thing is to raise a child to be my father's joy. That he could have a joy in the life to be able to live, for the life to be lived for him and, and to be given unto him. And, and I believe that's why y'all come today. And so we want to just pray over her today and his family. That God will just, I don't think she'll come to me, so I'll just hold her here. That God will just come and protect this child. and. It can grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Father, God, we bring this child to you today, Lord. God, there's many dangers, tolls, and snares, Lord, that no doubt she'll have to face. Father, many things she'll have to go through, Lord, in life. And God, we just ask, we ask that your grace and mercy will just cover over her, we pray. Lord, for this family, Lord, Jamie, Lord, I, I can remember just a few years ago, Lord, as he would come to our house and we'd talk to him and pray for him, Lord, and his wife here also, Lord, we just ask that you would reach down and touch their hearts today. God, in this service, Father, that they could come and find you in these moments, we pray. Lord, that this baby can be raised to be my father's joy. Lord, that you could come and touch her, Lord, and it can come up in their home, Lord, as a fire of emblem of God, Lord, a symbol of, of your mercy and grace, we pray. We just give this child to you into your hands and for your keeping. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's just stand together, sing this together. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord.
Bibles to Isaiah 55, and if you would this evening, amen, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen, also John chapter 13 as well, I'd like to continue on casting down imaginations, amen, casting down imaginations. Says chapter 55 and verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Also, John chapter 13 and verse 27, and it says, After the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, Do that thou doest, do quickly. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Today I've been pondering, thinking about, no doubt, trying to imagine the mind battles that Judas must have had. The imaginations that would run through his mind, the thoughts that Satan was constantly coming at him time after time after time. You know, as he did with Eve, you know, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that the serpent would take talk to Eve that the act was committed that caused the fall. It was no doubt days, years, who knows how long that it would take for him to win the confidence of Eve. And this is how even Satan would even come to Judas's mind as he would come and he would begin to interject thoughts into his mind. And, you know, and the, and the miracles he had to witness and all the things he had heard and saw and no doubt the mind battles and the things that were taking place inside of him. Yet when he came down to it, his thoughts overtook him. His reasonings and his imaginations became bigger than his faith. To where instead of healings and miracles and the word made flesh, he only saw money and popularity. Amen. Satan got a hold of his head and from there and his thinking and from there entered into his heart and into his soul. Or in other words, his thoughts became his belief. See, Judas had it in his mind, but he refused to go all the way. Now, we know Brother Brandon would speak about how he'd come right up to Pentecost, but he refused the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He would get to, th- uh, to sanctification and justification and all those places, but he wouldn't go all the way. And, and you know, the Bible would also, would, would also speak of this in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, you know, the heart does not think. There's no place in the heart, amen, that physical heart to think, but it's speaking of a spiritual place. And, you know, and Brother Brandon would talk about this place. There was actually a young lady that brought him an article that was put out by science. It was in a newspaper article, and she said, Brother Branham, I'll show you something. I heard you say about a man thinking in his heart. said, I read it in the Bible. She said, now today they, uh, they found it and proved it. It's not, it's, there's not, it's not in no other heart but the human heart. It isn't even in an animal heart anywhere, but there's a little compartment in the heart that science says is the place where the soul abides. Therefore, God was right when he said, a man think as a man thinketh in his heart. There is a mental faculty in the heart. It's called the soul. Amen. 
And, and, and all, all of you, has, he said, has had this times when you would think something, you'd say, well, I don't know whether it could happen or not. And all of a sudden, something would begin to speak out or one, something would begin to happen. He said, we've all had those kind of experience. He said, when, regardless of what, any, all of a sudden, something says it's going to happen, regardless of any, what anybody says. He said, we all had that. He said, that's when your heart is thinking. And when it's dropped from here down into your heart, it becomes a settled thing. You know, hey man, you can't, as we've been talking about imaginations, you can't stop thoughts from coming to your mind. You can't keep that from happening. But what you want to be careful is that thought don't drop down into your heart. Because when that thought drops down into your heart, amen, it becomes your belief. Amen. Now we know we know that, that the seal of God changes everything. That the, that all, no matter what kind of thought comes, it can never get into that place. Amen. But see, thinking and thoughts as you begin, you know, I thought about it, homosexual thinking. Amen. It maybe starts out very subtle and very easy and, and very light, you know, and very basic thoughts. But it begins to get deeper and deeper until it can finally fall into that heart. Towards no more a thought of homosexuality. It's a belief that that's who I am. And this is where even Judas would come to that he would no longer just think about it. He would actually begin to play. It would fall from here into his soul realm to where he would actually walk, walk there and deny the very Jesus called Christ. And we're seeing men and women this hour that we're living in that has thought about it. They thought about the message. They've had it in their mind. They're thinking about it. They've kept it there. It's been an intellectual revelation. Amen. But it's never came into their heart. It's never fell down to where it actually became what they believed, no matter what anybody says. Amen. We can see people that actually say, I believe the message, but then somebody can say something contrary or bring some kind of thing up here, over here, and all of a sudden it destroys their whole, their whole thought process because it wasn't really what they believed. Because once it gets down into the heart, there's no change in it. Once it gets down into that realm of the soul, amen, when you realize it's not my what I think in my mind, but it's what I believe in my heart, that it's over with. The devil can come, the devil can question, the devil can bring whatever he wants to bring up. It does not matter no more. It's there. It's placed inside of you. Amen. And he said, see, the mind reasons, but the heart doesn't reason. It just believes. He said, if I, I could ever drive home to my audience, I, amen, to, he said, to have a real, amen, a real healing service, if I could ever get my audience to see that, it's not what your head thinks at all. That's where the devil comes, but he'll reason it all out. I'm sick. I can't get well. I'm saved. I can't get, I, I, I'm, I'm sin. I, I have full of sin. I can't be saved. I've done too much. See, that's reasoning, but you've got to cast down those reasonings and believe with your heart. Amen. Amen. Or if you're not careful, what you think will become your belief. That, that what, that'll be, no longer be, I think I can't be saved, but you'll become, uh, you'll believe it and, it, and then it's impossible to get, get anywhere with God. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. Man was divided in two parts. The devil took his head and God took his heart. The devil makes him look at things and say, well, it just can't happen. It'll reason it all out. But God took his heart to dwell in his heart to make him believe things that his head don't even know anything about. Hallelujah. That's right. So it's your heart. It's in your heart you think down here. That's where the real certain sound comes from. It's from the heart. When, where God talks is in the heart. But up here is where the devil talks. But let's cast down what the devil says and take what God says. 
Let's cast down the uncertain sound and can take the certain sound, what God is saying in our heart. Amen. He said, a man thinks with his head, but he believes with his heart. The devil thinks through his mind to show him something with his eye, but his heart will make him believe something that'll be impossible to ever see. You may not ever see it with your eye, but you'll still believe it. Why? You're not believing with this right here. You're believing with your heart. Amen. You may not ever feel it. You may not ever see it. You may not ever taste it. You may not, it has nothing to do with it because it's not connected with this brain mentality anymore. It's fell from here down into your heart. And this is what he says. We said we got to get from our head into our heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Our walk with Christ has to get from our head into our heart. Our service has to get from our head into our heart. Every day with God has to get from our head into our heart to where it becomes our belief. Not what I think, but what I believe. Those two different things. People mix those up. They think what they think is their belief, but no, it's got to go deeper than that. Because many people have thought the message is right, but today they don't believe it. Amen. Why? Because it never fell into their heart. Amen. Something was always there as a question. He said, if we could ever get away from our head knowledge and head religion to a heart religion where God could go to work, amen, out of our head and into our heart. A man believes in his heart, and he, but he thinks with his head. The mind reasons. The heart never reasons. It just believes what God says. But you see, today we're so scientific. We got to have it proved. We got to have this. But, you know, in the old days when somebody said the Lord did a miracle, they just believe it. They thought that's right. Thank the Lord for it. But today it's got to be scientifically proven. Oh, we're not seeing that in the message now. Now, all of a sudden, the message has to be scientifically proven. Listen, you can't scientifically prove God. It's impossible. I mean, men have blown their brains out trying to scientifically prove God. There's always an attribute of God you'll never be able to scientifically prove. You'll never be able to prove it with this brain. Amen. It's impossible. God is so far, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. As high as the heaven is above, and so is his thoughts higher than I. That's, that's, an, that's an innumerable amount. Amen. They, they're still looking into the skies and they ain't found the end of it. And he's trying to tell you, my thoughts are this much higher than your thoughts. I'm, thinking, I'm thankful his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. In other words, what he thought of me overrides what I think of me. Amen. What he thinks of me overrides what you think of me. Hallelujah. Amen. What he thinks of me overrides what the devil thinks of me. But it's got to fall into the heart. If it does not get to the heart, amen, the devil can talk you out of it. Amen. If somebody talked you into it, somebody talked you out of it. Amen. This is not what the message is about. It's a belief. Amen. It was, it was just like Mary. Amen. Mary at one time was trying to figure it out. She was trying to reason the scriptures. And, and the prophet Isaiah said, said this. And I heard the, 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 fair, the, the, the preacher said this. And what am I going to do about it? All of a sudden she has a visitation. And she says she sees all the things laid out before. What happened? She didn't respond with her mind. She responded with her heart. 
Her heart said, be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. That's why we got to make sure our thinking is lined up with the word of God. Because your thinking will become your belief. You know, people's got to have everything proved. You know, we're, we're in the time of proving everything. You know, and they're trying to prove today what happened 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, even almost 100 years ago. And they're, and they're willing to take, amen, what somebody else says or what somebody else's questions. I, I, somebody t- had, had talked to me about a man that was coming to him and questioning the message and said, I, I need you to answer these questions. The man looked at him and gave him a real good reply. He said, those ain't my questions. Those are your questions. I don't have to answer them because I ain't questions. I don't have those questions. Amen. What is it? The devil tries to put things in your mind constantly. I know he does even as young people or even older people. And thoughts are constantly bombarded. And that's why it's important. You, you, you filter them out. You realize, is this thought lined up with the word of God? Nope. Cast it down. Amen. Is this with the word of God? Nope. Put it aside. That's not who I am. That's not what I believe. Amen. You know, what if Moses would have said, wait a minute here, let's, let me stop. What kind of chemical spray has been put on that tree? What kind of leaves are, oh, that's on fire, but they're not burning. That must be some kind of synthetic and try to figure it all out. That wasn't what it was about. He said, oh, wait, I, you know, maybe I need to pick up some of them leaves and take them to a laboratory and get it all analyzed and try to analyze it all. You know, we want to analyze everything, and everything's got to match up just right. Listen, you, you can't even get the, there's, there's the, let's just be honest. There's things in this Bible, as far as humanly thinking, you'll never match up all together right. Because God is trying to tell you something. It's not about how you can put it together with your mind. It's to him that says, yes, Lord, I believe it. No matter what it says, I believe it. He said, if he would have had any of those kind of thoughts, if, if Moses would have had those kind of thoughts, God would have never said, take off your shoes. Mercy. Think about that one for a moment. If he'd have had any of those kind of thoughts about the moment God come down in that burning bush, and he'd have had those kind of thoughts, God would have never said, take off your shoes. He would have never spoke to him. Well, what did he do? He walked up humbly. He didn't care what the fire was, if it was burning, how it was burning, whether the tree burned up or not. He was searching for God. He needed God. And every child of God will believe the same way. He will hear the same voice. Take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Amen. I'm here to visit you. I'm here to touch your heart. I'm here to change your life. You know, I mean, yeah, as he said, he goes on, he said, you know, people can come anywhere and they can pick apart anything. They can analyze every, anything. You know, people make too much noise. The preacher preaches too long. Uh, I can scientifically tell you there's, there's people there that's weary. They ought not stay up that long, you know, and listen to all that. Go ahead, but those who come with their shoes off. Come on now. Those who come with their shoes off and, and their knowledge left behind and a heart opened up to God, you'll hear him say, I am the resurrection and life. 
Those that are willing to lay aside their pride and say, yes, Lord, I, I, it's not what I think anyhow. I, I don't even know how it's going to be. It's not how I think anyhow. It's how you are, Lord. It's your thoughts, God. It's your word, God. It's you, Lord. That's all that matters. He said, that's the reason the little compartments in your heart, God molds you that way. Little place in your heart. Satan will come to the mind where the heart belongs to God. God made himself a little room there. He could sit in the controlling tower that he could guide you. Oh, blessed be his holy name. If we could let him be the pilot and the Holy Ghost the co the co-pilot, he'd be we would, we would be guided over the sea of life in this control room. But what did man do? He listened to his fellow man. And he accepted the devil there. And the devil came in and begins to guide him. No wonder people can't believe in divine healing with the devil sitting there saying, don't you believe it. No wonder why people they can't believe in, in a prayer line when the devil's sitting there saying it ain't so no more. No wonder why people can't believe in, 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 in the supernatural move of God when people are saying it's a day gone by. Listen, what people are saying are actually what spirits have said. Come on, somebody. Amen. The words that comes out of our mouth, but no man can serve two masters. We're either serving one or the other. Amen. Words are thoughts expressed. Where are the thoughts coming from? People don't understand when they hear a thought that says you can't get up or you can't get well. That's actually a spirit talking to you. That's a devil talking to you. That's a spirit that's trying to keep you in that condition and keep you bound and keep you down and keep you, uh, uh, you know, bound in sin and unbelief. That is a spirit there. But there is another, there is another voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like those voices in that chicken yard of that chicken barking this and back and forth. Amen. But there was another voice. And it caught that little eagle's attention, amen. And it turned his eyes somewhere else. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, the further we go along, the more the chickens are going to squawk. Say days of miracles are past and it's impossible. And, and just, you know, Brother Branham made this mistake. And he had this, well, hello, somebody. Brother Branham was a man. How many men in here or women in here don't, has never made a mistake in your life? I don't see no hands. If I do, I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> right from the pulpit. Amen. We've all made mistakes. But somehow men are now the jury and the judge on a prophet and saying, well, he made this mistake and he made that mistake and he made this mistake. He that's without sin cast the first stone. The chickens are going to squawk. They do what the chickens do, squawk. Just let them squawk. That ain't who we are. Eagles fly. <laughs> and they're about to witness the greatest eagle migration ever. When the eagles lift up out of this old barnyard, this whole world is so tired of it. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of it. This whole world is over this side, this voice, and this side, this voice. Negativity here, negativity there, negativity there. And chickens are squawking, and this one over here is squawking. 
We're about to leave here. Yeah, you know, uh, people don't realize how, how many times right in a service, I mean, a thought can come in and they think, well, I just, I, I just thought, no, that's a spirit that's talking to you. That's a spirit that's interjecting things and, and trying to get you distracted and, and trying to get your eyes off of what's really important. Trying to get you, amen, over on some other thing somewhere. Amen, it may be seemingly very harmless. And maybe, and maybe it ain't all, you know, a bunch of sin and a bunch of ungodliness that you're thinking. I hope not. But, I mean, things are off way over here. What is it? Spirits are trying to hinder you. They're trying to keep you from what's really important. This is why it's important to cast down imaginations. Amen. And say, no, that don't line up with the word of God. Amen. I'm, I'm holding the line. I'm, I'm holding right here. What is the word of God? I'll believe. What ain't the word of God? I cast down. I lay it aside. That's what Abraham had to do. God told him he was going to have a child. Ridiculous it sounded. Pretty ridiculous that a 65-year-old and 75-year-old man and woman walking downtown to buy some bobby pins and bird eye diapers. Pretty ridiculous to the human mind. Abraham, have you ever had a baby before? No. How old are you, Sarah? 65. How old are you, Abraham? 75. What are you doing with all those things for a baby? We're going to have one. Well, I, I can scientifically prove you. She's 25, 20 years, 25 years past menopause. You're, you're a bunch of ignorant people. But Abraham called those things which are not as though they were. Why? Because God said so. God had placed it in his heart. And there wasn't no make, making him move away from it. 25 years, 30 years, whatever it was, he was going to hold to the line. The line is the word of God. Oh, come on now. Amen. We've been, we've been in this message now 50-something years. Almost, what, 60 years since the prophet left, nearly. So? The chickens are squawking, so? People are making fun, so? People are denying and walking away. I can't help it. Judas did that. Why? Because they allowed the thoughts to become their belief. It don't matter. Time does not matter to God. Right. Amen. It, you know, a minute, a second, you know, years, that matters a lot to us. You know, especially if you get older, you're, used to 20 years matter. Now 10 years matter. Five years matter. One year matters. One day matters, depending on how old you are. But to God, it don't matter. He could care less if it's 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, 1,000 years. Time is, is irrelevant to God. It, it, it does not determine. His word, thankfully, is not determined by time allotments. We put time to God, but God doesn't put time to himself. God speaks the word, and it comes to pass. Amen. No matter how it's said or what, how long it takes, how difficult it becomes, when God says it, it comes to pass. And when he said, I'll have a bride without spot, without wrinkle, he said it. That's his thoughts. It's not my thoughts. I don't know how he's going to do it. I see impossibilities. I do. I mean, as far as humanly speaking, you say, God, how's it going to be? I don't know how's it going to be. He just said it was going to be. 
A body change? How is that going to happen? That's impossible for a human body to go back to a young body, young bones, young organs, young everything. How is that possible? I don't know how it's possible. God said so. That's all that matters. Didn't matter if Sarah was feeling good or bad. She felt pregnant or not. Didn't have one thing to do with it. God said so. It didn't matter if, if, if she felt it or not. No different. Don't matter. We're going to have it anyhow. Why? Because it had come from here into here. It went beyond a human ability to think and to comprehend and to put it all together. Abraham obviously was not relying on this little pea brain. Or he gave up a long time ago. But he was holding on to it with his heart. 20 years passed, didn't matter, God said so. It wasn't in his head. It was in his heart. God don't speak in the head, he speaks in the heart. That's where God lives. If God is on the throne, he stirs you to believe for the impossible. Oh my, hallelujah. He makes you go and see things that he wants you to go and see. Oh my, he turns your eyes from what the, th- the things that the devil talks about and you stay right with God. The Bible said it, I'm going to believe it. No matter what takes place, I'm going to hold on. I'm a child of Abraham. Just like Abraham did, I will do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But the devil is constantly trying to get through that channel of the mind. Amen. He did it with Brother Branham. He did it with, he did it with all the people through the Bible. He did it with Jesus. I mean, goodness, he, done it, he does it with everybody. That's where he comes, through the channel of the mind. You know, he would make this statement. He said, I've made many mistakes and still make them and will always make them. So for you negative message people out there, he admitted he made mistakes, just like any real man would do. We all make them, still make them. And when I make them, the Holy Spirit tells me that I'm wrong. And then I repent right there. Lord, forgive me. Didn't mean to do it. You help me now. And I walk right on the same thing because no sooner than it goes from my lips, the devils will say, (laughs) no sooner than it goes from my lips, if we confess our sins, he will forgive them. Is that right? But no sooner than it goes from my lips, the devil says, you know what? I'll tell you, you were supposed to do a certain thing and you didn't do it. He said, you know what I tell him? I confessed it already. It's already under the blood. Don't talk to me about it. (laughs) I confess my wrongs and he forgive me. How do I know? He said he would. And I don't talk to him about it no more. I just keep moving on. Come on now. That's where you got to stop the devil in his tracks. Many of you young people and different ones, he's come at you and said, well, look what you've done. Look at your past. Look at your mistake. I done confessed it already. It's in the blood of Jesus Christ. And he don't even know what you're talking about. And you walk on and ignore him. Cast down imaginations. He says, he goes on another one. He says, he said, I see a crutch sitting back here by a lady. If the devil can make her believe 
She's going to have to use that crutch to go out of here on. It's whipped. How does he make her believe? Thoughts. If the devil can make her believe she's going to have to use that crutch to get out of here, it's whipped. But when she won't look at that crutch, but she'll look at God's promise, it'll be left at the seat. Praise the Lord. I, I pray a lot of crutches can be left at the seat tonight. Amen. It don't have to be a physical crutch. We can talk about spiritual crutches, complexes, and fears, and all that. Just leave it at the seat. Look at the promise of God and say, yes, Lord, your promises are yea and amen. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I can't figure it out, so I'm just going to leave it here at the seat. Hallelujah. You have the ability to walk out of this building a free person. By changing your look and your thinking and begin to think on the word of God and deny that imagination. It says you have to stay bound. You don't have to stay bound. But if she'll say, I've been crippled for years, that don't have nothing to do with it. It's what God said. (laughs) See, Satan, he said, Satan did this to me a while ago. He says, he told me while coming up here to preach, you're too hoarse to preach, Satan. Now, we would have thought that's just a thought. Really? I mean, you know know what I'm saying? That's just me thinking because, I mean, I am hoarse and... You know, I, it's hard to preach when you're hoarse. Got a sore throat, it's almost impossible. I mean, singers, they don't like singing when they got hoarse throats, right? Any singers like to sing with a bad throat? No, preachers don't like preaching with a bad throat. But we'd have thought that's just a thought. But he said, Satan said that to me. You know what he said to Satan? You're a liar. And he said, I could hardly whisper when I came to the door. But I walked in anyhow because God is going to do something here tonight. Maybe save some soul or heal somebody. And my duty is to stand here whether I can whisper or grunt. God will do something anyhow because he said he would do. It's our duty to take our stand. It's God's duty to back us up. But first, you got to realize that's a devil talking to you. And say, devil, you're a liar. (laughs) I wonder how many people think it's just thoughts. Well, I feel like I need to stay home from church tonight. You know, I could be a devil. I'm pretty sure it ain't God. Amen. Well, I was just thinking that way, brother. No, something's influencing thoughts. (laughs) We better move on. (laughs) Now, you know, God had told the children of Israel down in Egypt, He said, I give you the land. But He didn't say, I'm going to go and sweep it all out, garnish the houses, hang up the curtains, just everything. You all just move in. No, no. They had to fight for every inch of ground they took. He said, fighting, taking possession, everywhere the soles of your feet land, that is possession. Footsteps are for possession. He said, the same thing today. Divine healing belongs to us. The Holy Spirit belongs to us. It's our property, but you'll fight for every inch of it. Amen. Brother, it said, footsteps is possession. Keep fighting. But the devil will come and try to put a thought. 
It says the days of miracles are past. You say you're a liar. You want to know how you talk to the devil? Don't debate him. Don't try to just, uh, you know, you talk, you, you're a liar. That's all you got to say. You're a liar. Because God said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's told me I can have it, it's mine. Hallelujah. You know this, know this quote, Brother Danny used it here some time ago at one of our meetings. Brother Brandon walking down the street, going down the street, turned on the radio and the broadcast wanted to talk about creation. It had come from just some ashes blowing together, some phosphate, a few chemicals and warm sunshine created the germ of life and brought out life. He said, how ridiculous. He says, you know, when the sunshine will kill it, lay it out there to just kill it out there in the sun. There's no such a thing, but Satan was trying to punch at me. And after I'd taken my little Rebecca to school this morning, on the road back, I started to turn the radio on again, and I thought I'd get back into that stuff again. So I just turned it, but I thought, no, I just turned it back off. And as I was going up the street, Satan said to me, he said, do you know that this man you called Jesus was just a man like one day in his day, like Billy Graham or Oral Robert, just a man, begin to lead, you know, lead a few people, gather around him, and they begin to cry out, he's a great man, he became greater, and then he became a God to them, and now scattered all over the world, and that's all there is to him. What? From something that he had listened to. And the devil found a little entrance. And it began to work in his thoughts. Hello, somebody. He'd do it to a prophet. He did it to Jesus. You know, I, 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 I don't know if you, would, if you would see it back there when, G, when he went up to the mountain to be tempted. And he took himself, he took him up to the high, high place, to the temple. Told him, to cat. if you'd have looked up there, I don't think you'd have saw the devil in Jesus. You saw Jesus. But the devil was speaking to him in his mind. Now, Jesus, in his, being, being in the realms that he could be in, no doubt he could have saw him standing there. You get what I'm saying? If you could see, that, he'd probably scare you to death how many spirits come by you and talk to you. I mean, think about it. Come by and haunt at you and, and put these weird feelings over you and things that worry a little. It, it, it's spirits. Thoughts are influenced by spirits. And they find avenues, something you listen to, something that you watch, something that, uh, that was talked about. It tries to come in and it tries to bring an avenue to get down in that, into that heart. Because if it knows it can get to the heart, it's no longer a thought, it's what you believe. Amen. And he said, I thought, devil, how a liar you are. And I turned just, I was crossing Graham Street. I said, Satan, you're talking to my conscience, but I'd like to ask you a few things. Who was it that the Hebrew prophet spoke that would come? Who was the anointed Messiah? What was upon these men who foresaw him and told his life thousands of years before he got here? Who was it who foretold it? It just to the letter. And when he come, he said he was numbered with the transgressors, and he was. He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was. He made his grave with the rich and on rise on the third day and he did and then he promised the Holy Ghost and he gave it whose words was that that was written in the Bible and every word is true and when I began to speak the word of God he left 
Hallelujah. Just give him the word. This is exactly what Jesus did. He didn't try to give him his thinking and his thoughts and all what he could come up with and out-argue the devil. He couldn't out-argue the devil. He could take him back to the word. Because the word, that thought is higher than your thoughts. Oh, hallelujah. He can't stand the word. But he's coming to try to bring you down. To try to bring you down into defeat. This is what even Goliath would do. He tried to get into the imaginations of the the children of Israel. And he became even greater than what he really was in their minds. Just as, you know, it even happened, you know, when Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land. And, and, And they come back and they said, they said that everyone, everybody over there is giants and, and we're grasshoppers in their sight. Who told them that? I, I don't know, but I have a hard time believing that one of those giants walked up to that, one of those, one of those ten spies and tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, I'm bigger than you are. Matter of fact, you know what you look to me? You look like a grasshopper. No, that wasn't the way it was. It was in their minds. It was a thought that they, they began to think, I bet I look like a grasshopper. That dude's so big, it's impossible. It, and it became bigger than what it really was. Because in God's thinking, it wasn't big. It wasn't an impossibility. Well, I mean, in man's thinking, the walls looked too great. Looked impossible. It was no way we're going to. In God's thinking, it's like, what are you waiting on? It's yours. Go take the land. This is God's thinking. He's saying it's yours. Healing is yours. Deliverance. What are you waiting on? It's yours. Go take it. Amen. It ain't. Oh, it's so big. It's so great. Cancer's so terrible. That's our first thoughts. What's giving you that thought? The devil. Goliath. Just he would sit there and he would pound his chest and he would throw out his spear and look how big my spear is, boys. They'd go in their tents at night and they would dream about it. And in their dreams, it would get bigger and bigger and taller and taller and greater and greater. And for 40 days and 40 nights, he stood there. But there came a different set of ears into the camp. He looked at that and he cast down imaginations. He said, my God gave me that land. I don't have to bow down to that Goliath and his threats. How long has he been here? 40 nights? Are you kidding me? Give me a, I, I'm going to kill him. David, you're trying to make yourself into somebody. You're trying to be somebody you ain't called to be. You ought to go back and do it. What do you mean? I am a son of Abraham. I'm a God-called man. I'm a son of Abraham, and I have a right to this land. He don't have a right. I'll go kill him. I'll trust God to back me up. That's what David did. He come to the place. He knew where he was at. And if ever David's sitting here tonight, will realize you're positionally placed in Christ. God has confirmed it by the Holy Ghost. I mean, has the Holy Ghost. 
election, calling, anointing, placing. He elected you and confirmed it. He called you. He elected and called you. He anointed you with the Holy Spirit. He placed you in the body of Christ. Each one of these Davids. And if you are a David, where's the Goliath? Who's the Goliath, Brother Branham? That cancer that's eating you up. That tumor that's hanging on. Them cataracts on your eye. That crippled arm. You know, just let you in on something. Talking to Brother Ron, Brother Tim was talking to him. I might be spilling the beans. I don't know, but it's too good not to let go to another service. Amen. You know, we had the testimony the other day. If he, he went to the doctor here sometime, get back, and they told him the cancer was in his eyes. We had the testimony the other day. He went, and there wasn't no cancer there anymore. But do you know not only that? He had had cataracts in his eyes. The doctor said he's going to have to come out. When they went back in, the cataracts are gone too. <laughs> That's our God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, when that chief of that tribe of demons falls, every devil under it has to fall. This is what we're witnessing. The chief had made his challenge. Goliath of cancer made his challenge, but he lost his head. And when he lost his head, them Philistines took for the woods. Hallelujah. And David said, come on, boys, let's go get them. Amen. And we got some Davids in the house tonight. And said, I'm tired of the devil coming in my mind and beating me up time after time after time. I'm casting down my imagination. I'm standing on the word of God. And I'm holding the word of God. It's truth. It's yay. It's amen. It'll never fail. He said, that cancer that's eating you up, those tumors that's hanging on you, them cataracts on your eyes, that crippled arm, everything looks at it and everyone looks at it and says it can't be done. The devil will say, you might as well quit believing. How many of you ever heard that thought? Oh, guess what? It wasn't you. It was the devil. You might as well quit believing. You might as well settle down. Because you can't no more get well. Your doctor said so. All the rest of them said so. You can't get there. But the same Christ that stopped you from your drinking, your smoking, your lying, your stealing, saved you from a life of drunkenness and sin and a devil's grave, if God can do that for you, the same one can save you from your TB, from your cancer. He's a Goliath. Don't take his boast. Stand in the name of Jesus and challenge him to a showdown. And he will fall. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, to brother. Listen, to him. he backed him up on a sore throat. Cancer is nothing but a toothache. Spirits that comes and haunts you is nothing to God. It gets big in our own imagination, but it's nothing to God. It all depends on where you're looking from and how you're looking at something. Those 10 spies, they were looking at walls like this. A wall. You know, you looked at something so high you felt like you were going to fall over backwards. That's how they were. They felt like they were just going to fall flat to their back. It's so big. It's so huge. How am I going to get, how are we going to, Caleb, Joshua, it's impossible. That ain't the way God looks at your problems. He's got a different perspective. He looks down on your uh, adversary. 
that mountain that you made, or you think's a mountain, ain't nothing but a molehill to God. A little dust pile, he can just kick it over with his feet or blow it down with his breath. However he wants to do it. Whatever you're dealing with is nothing to God. He just needs you to believe. He said, when you come up for prayer, listen to this one. You come up for prayer, you need to get away from every superstition, everything that will try to tell you. The devil will try to say to you, will say to you, well, if I get called up on the platform, I might get healed. You see where the devil did it? I might get healed. Get that devil away from you. It doesn't matter whether you come up or not. It's whether you come up with faith or not. Have faith in God. Amen. When God comes on the scene, all these other things don't even matter. Amen. See, you know, he, he talks about, I ain't got time to go into it, but he talks about Shamgar and how Shamgar, amen, would come to those moments in his imaginations. And he let his imagination go so wild until he let the enemy come year after year after year. And the whole time he could have killed them on the first day. The first time they came, he could have took them out. Goliath's first sentence could have been a rock between his eyes. Just needed someone to believe. Amen. He said, that's, he said, what happens? He said, finally, he got angry with the devil. Got tired of listening to him. Got tired of him putting it on him. He said, you, maybe you don't want to call it anger. Maybe you want to call it his righteous indignation got up. He said, that ought to happen to you that's on cots and stretchers and in any condition this afternoon. Just get a little mad at the devil and say, you old lying rascal, you're a liar. Amen. Christ has made me free. I don't have to sit like this no more. Woo, hallelujah. Listen, you don't have to come service after service bound. You don't have to leave bound. Amen. Christ has set you free. You need to tell that devil he's a liar. He tried to lie to you and tell you it's impossible for you to be saved. It's not impossible. He tried to lie to you and tell you you've crossed the line. No, you haven't. Or you wouldn't even be here tonight. He tried to tell you that there's no mercy for you and there is. He tried to tell you there's no grace for you and there is. He's a liar. Amen. That is the devil's thinking. Cast down the imagination and take the thoughts of God and say, yes, Lord, I accept it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't matter what you go through. What's, what's going on? We go down to another find it here in the absolute prayer in a prayer service he says good he said last night we had a great prayer service laying hands on the sick that's a good thing that's all it takes sometimes that's in 63 for those who want to know that's a good thing then there's some of some that there's something back there that say the didn't catch, you got to get that person and find out what it is. There's something hindering them. 
something laying in the way. One little shadow will vibrate it away. So now the little lady in there a few minutes ago, she was so nervous, so upset. Poor thing, she couldn't even hardly catch her breath. He does a gasping sound, just carrying on. So the thing you have to do here is just a little, you got to catch, the, it's catching her spirit. Then you're projecting to her the very thought and you change your thinking. You change their thinking. And when it does that, you can center her back on Christ. From there, she can go on. This is what a service is for. The words of God to come across the pulpit to change your thinking. Amen. How many remembers the day your thought changed from I've never been saved to I'm a son of God? Amen. When your thought changed from I can't get well till I'm healed. Amen. It's catching your spirit. Amen. It's something trying to block it there. He said, but it's to change the thinking. And when it does that, you can center them back on Christ. You've got to change your way of thinking. She can't change it herself. She's running in the world. You've got to pick that up. Now, there's just something that he said, don't try to study. Don't do it. Just believe it and go on. He said, how could that little baby laying on that mother's arm been dead since 9 o'clock that morning, just away in the night? Where, the, where, where was that little spirit? You have to find it and bring it back. And when you see it coming back, you can rise in the name of the Lord and call it. And then it'll happen. But till you do that, you're just wasting your breath. There's nothing mysterious about it. It's finding God and getting yourself out of the way and let the Holy Spirit use you to whatever he wants to do. It's only a gift. It's getting your own ideas, your own thinking, and let Christ become manifested. Let Christ become, amen, move in your body. Hallelujah. He said, just as he told Moses, he'd give him the land. He told Joshua, I'll give it to you. But what happened? Their thinking had to turn towards the promise. To where it wasn't just their thinking no more. It became their belief. And this is where Caleb and Joshua would come out. And you could tell it wasn't what they thought no more. It's what they believed. Caleb said, we're more than able to take the land. Because it didn't matter what was in the way no more. Their thoughts had been centered on the promise. And that's what we have to do. Bring our thoughts back to the promise. If your thinking is against the word of God and you don't have the seal of God, you're in a dangerous position because that thinking will become belief. But if there's a seal there, that thought will come, but that seal will override that thought. And cast it down. You can't keep thoughts from coming. You can't keep it. It can't help it. It's like they said, birds flying over your head. It just happens. But you need to re- we need to re- be more cognate and realize what's influencing that thought. It's not just a thought. There's a spirit behind it. We want to be tuned into that other realm, to where that thinking becomes our thinking. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are way past what I can come up with. I wonder tonight if we could just look at it for a moment and say, you know, maybe I need to think about some things. I've been dwelling on the wrong thing, Brother Timothy. I need to cast it aside. I... 
people can say things, people can do things, people can hurt your feelings, people can hurt you in all kinds of ways. And if you stay on that thought, it'll take you down into bitterness and unbelief. You'll get to a place, if you stay on, if somebody puts a real hurt on you and you stay on that long enough, you'll get to a place that you'll believe nobody is good. You'll believe nobody can help you. Negativity breeds negativity. We want positive. And what's positive? It ain't just happy, good luck, good luck, good luck thoughts. That's not what I'm talking about. Positive is the word of God. Let that word be what you dwell on. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Think on the word of God. You say, well, Brother Timothy, I, I, I'm trying to believe for the promise, but I, I haven't felt it. I, it doesn't matter. Don't put your thinking on your feelings. Put your thinking on the word. The word promised it. That's all that matters. The word said it. That's all that matters. It's his word. Let's bow our heads. I wonder if there'd be somebody here honest before God. Say, I need my thinking changed. I need my thoughts changed, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, help me to realize what's influencing these thoughts. Help me to realize, Lord, when something comes and I begin to dwell and stew and worry and fret, it's a spirit. Cast it down. Yes, Lord. Hands lifted all over this building. If you need to get right with God tonight, tonight's the night to do it. You don't have to stay in that condition. You don't have to walk back home with that crutch. You can leave it at the seat. Yes, Lord. Let our thoughts line up to your word, Lord. Your thinking is higher than our thinking. Your ways are higher than our ways. Father, you've seen the hands that were lifted all over this building. Lord, help us to turn our eyes on you completely. Lord, to look full into your face, Father, to your word, Lord. God, how much more sincere we need to be about the things of God. We see that time approaching, Lord. Lord, we know we're very close. We see Judas taking the sop. And you told him to go do what thou hast to do quickly. 
and we see him moving out the door. How much longer do we have, Lord? Can't be very much longer. Father, there must be a few more souls for you to grab a hold of. Oh, Jesus. Let your spirit, God, just move on every heart, Lord. Lord, we sure don't want this world's thinking to become our beliefs. God, this world is so evil. Evil. Everywhere we look, evil. But there's a people, Lord, that's influenced from another dimension. As it was spoke a couple of Sundays ago, speak what the Spirit says. Hear what the Spirit says. Even this last Sunday, mandate to speak. Speak the Word of God. Lord, the, it has to be a thought first to be made manifest and expressed out the mouth. Change our thinking, Lord. Lord, there may be somebody here today that felt like there's no way you ever would want me, Lord. I, I went too far. I've spent it all. I, Lord, may their thoughts be centered back on you, Lord. Brought back to you, Jesus, to your word, Father, I pray. Granted, Jesus, we ask it for your glory. Touch these hands and the hearts represented. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This altar is always open. If you'd like to come for prayer, you're always free to come for Whatever, don't leave that crutch. Leave that crutch behind.
Christ.